0: Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis.
1: Hi, welcome to Finish Well Radio. I'm so excited that you're here. Today we are going to talk about college success. And you cannot just survive college, you can thrive and be joyful and have a wonderful time. Let me take you back to 1980. I know I'm so old, but I was a brand new Christian and I went away to college. I live in Florida and I went away to Delaware and it was a whole new world. I mean, in Florida, the people I grew up with, yeah, I mean, a lot of them were really smart, but we talked about the beach and we had a lot of fun, and we hung out together a lot, and they went away, and I met people who read the newspaper every day, <gasps> gasp, I was so shocked, and they talked about things that I never thought of, they just seemed a lot more intellectual than I was, and I remember very early on that first semester, I got my first really bad grade. I had always done well in high school. High school was easy, and there I was in college, and I'm getting a bad grade. And I called my daddy, and I said, Daddy, I'm quitting. Send me a plane ticket. I'm coming home. College is too hard for me. And I was dead serious, and he said, well, let's just get through this semester, and then we'll talk about it. (laughs) A couple years later, I was a nursing major, and my junior year, they tried out a new curriculum, and it was super psycho crazy. They had us reading a thousand pages a week. There was so much material. There was no way to even finish reading it all, much less know it. I was so stressed out and so discouraged. And so scholastically, academically, it was very challenging for me. Some years were harder than others. Those were kind of my two biggest hard things. But I also joined a Christian group on campus, and I learned about how to share my faith very easily and clearly, and I learned about mentoring or making disciples, and I had a discipleship relationship my freshman year with a girl named Beth that I'm still friends with, and it's so cool because our parents actually had gone to school together, It was really neat, and I had a very close relationship with my grandparents because they lived close by, and often I would go home for weekends, and so I became very, very good friends with them, and I am so grateful that I went to college there for that alone. Like, if I had flunked out and not had any friends in school, but just had gotten to know my grandparents like I did, wow, was it worth it. It was such a blessing that's kind of my story. I had the good and the bad and the ugly and and the fun, but um for the most part, I really had to study hard in college. College was not easy for me. Nursing was not easy for me, and I had to work very hard, and I did build a lot of friendships, and I did have a lot of fun, and I did get to share my faith and lead people to Christ, but it wasn't like some people talk oh yeah just partied and I mean I cannot imagine how they had time (laughs) because I certainly wouldn't have been able to do that not that I would want to because I'm a Christian so anyway what is college success to you like when you graduate what do you want your life to look like so for me, when I started college, I was a brand new Christian. I really wanted to grow in the Lord, and I wanted to make a difference on the campus like I wanted to lead people to Christ, I wanted to see them become disciples, and I also wanted to graduate <laughs> and become a nurse so that was kind of what I wanted and so, what about you like what What do you want your life to look like at the end of your four Or maybe five years of college. That will determine your priorities. So for me, when I knew that Jesus was a big part of the equation for me, then becoming part of a campus ministry, making sure I went to church every Sunday, reading the Bible every day, sharing my faith with people, that was a priority for me. But I wanted to be a nurse and I wanted to be a good nurse. So studying was a priority to me and learning and understanding and having mentors as nursing mentors was all, that was all a priority for me. So my priorities reflected my purpose And they answered the question, what am I living for and what does my life say? I was living for Jesus and I felt that part of living for him was to become a nurse and part of living for him was to have a ministry on campus. So those were very big parts of my life. And so I think my life would have said that, you know, Meredith Curtis loves Jesus. Well, Meredith Ludwig back then loves Jesus and she is called to be a nurse and so she wants to be an excellent nurse. So anyway, when I think about college and I think about being successful, I think that sometimes we put the cart before the horse. So I met people when I was in college who said, you know, I'm in college right now and my focus is school so I'm not really, you know, I mean, the whole God thing can come later and every person I knew who did that Ended up, I'm sorry to tell you, falling away from the Lord. So always put God first. The Bible says, unless the Lord builds the house, it's builder's labor in vain. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. So put God first. Don't just say, Oh, God's first in my life, and have it be a lie. If you're not growing in him, if you're not fellowshipping with other believers, it's not really true that you're putting him first so stay plugged into a local church, never neglect your family college is one season and family lasts forever so if you're commuting, stay in touch with your family, stay plugged into your local church and if you're not commuting if you're moving somewhere, find a local church that you can go to now for me, all the local churches were pretty far away So I did go to church every Sunday, but then a lot of my fellowship was from the Christian ministry that I found on campus. I went to a weekly Bible study, and that was very, very much of a blessing in my life. I would really encourage you to connect with godly, genuine Christians on your campus. And then stay pure. Even back then, I mean, now it's 10 times worse. But back then, there was such a push to have sex, such a push to try out weird things, to get drunk. And I just set my standards when I got there, and I refused to lower lower them. And I'm, I'm telling you, if God gives you standards and people say, oh, my goodness, you're so legalistic. Just say, you know what? These are my standards from God and I'm living by them and don't flinch and don't compromise because I have learned the hard way that sometimes the standards that God has for me they may be higher than other people but I need those that protection so that I don't fall into sin know the word and biblical truth know why you believe what you believe because You are going to be bombarded in college with lies from the world and lies from the devil, straight from the pit of hell. I'm sorry to say, the world of academia is very ungodly. They do not believe in God. In fact, they mock God. They do not believe. They do not have a biblical worldview. They have a very contrary worldview in every area. If you're getting a major in psychology, they believe guilt is not real. You shouldn't feel guilty. You should get rid of guilt. But what does the Bible say? We're guilty because we're sinners. And the only way to get rid of guilt is to repent and receive God's forgiveness and become a brand new person. If you're looking at history, a lot of history professors are Marxists. So they're going to say everything's about the economy, you know, and there's just this revolution of the have-nots. They're going to overpower the haves and blah, blah, blah. And it's all Marxist it's all based on Marxist books writings and it's not true because what does the Bible say there's a beginning to history when God created the world there's an end to history when Jesus comes back and there's a focal point of history which is Jesus Christ so every single discipline that you can go to in college you are not going to get a biblical worldview unless you are at a wonderful Christian college even many Christian colleges that call themselves a Christian college have an unbiblical worldview so know what the bible says and know the world's philosophies and how to evaluate them by the truth and i have a podcast on what is a christian worldview and i would encourage you to listen to it it will really be helpful for you to dig that out and to listen to it and i'll put in the show notes which episode it is so that you can look it up on iTunes and listen to it anyway I can't spend a lot of time going into that but it's totally totally important if you want to not just survive college but be a shining light there next you can rule and reign in academics yes you can (laughs) oh no you say no I can't it's too hard that's how I felt when I got to college my old high school habits didn't work They were too loosey-goosey, and I needed to buckle down more for college, and so you may need that. Time management and scheduling are probably the biggest factors to academic success, a lot more important than your intelligence. If you get into good study habits, you get into good scheduling habits, that will go a lot further than just natural gifting. Sometimes in high school, you can get away with natural gifting. Oh, I'm really smart. I remember stuff. A lot of times in college, it's just a little too hard. So build study habits and make the most of the opportunity to grow, because these habits will will give you dividends for the rest of your life. So working hard brings a profit. That's what the Bible says. And working hard pays off. So set yourself a schedule, set study hours, and work hard in those study hours. That I can guarantee. Don't be like the type, oh, I have an exam tomorrow, I better go study, but Diligently, just so. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Just little by little by little study. So, write well. Learn to grow in your writing. Give clear arguments, clear analysis, organize your papers well, and make sure that you write in complete sentences. Sometimes we can be writing late at night and our thoughts are just like off the chain, and we go back. We need to go back and read our papers and make sure that you wrote clear sentences clear paragraphs all of that read well find the main points in what you're reading underline the main points take notes in the margin so that when you go back to look over the book for your test you can quickly go to what's important Take advantage of all your professor's offers. If he says, I'm in my office from this time to this time on Monday afternoons, and you're having any struggles with the class, go to him and talk to him. Professors will bend over backwards to help you learn the material, especially if they see that you really care about learning. And then think about... Your education there as more than just classes, but as life preparation and career exploration. Build lifelong friendships. Get involved in some sports, maybe. It doesn't have to be the school team, it can just be intramural. Or join a club. Build relationships with your professors carefully, because a lot of them are not Christians. And then seize academic opportunities. So, If there's an opportunity to study abroad or an internship or workshops, take advantage of those things. Because once you graduate and life starts, I mean, you don't have as much time to take advantage of that. Well, we're going to be back after a message from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk about making disciples in college. Yep. Just like Jesus.
0: The God's Girls series was created for young women from 12 to late 20s. If you find yourself in that age bracket, navigating exciting paths and making choices that will impact you for the rest of your life, stop a minute and draw close to the Lord. You can use God's Girls Bible studies to unlock treasures in God's Word that will speak to the issues you face every day. Each Bible study introduces you to other young women who share their heart with you at the beginning of each lesson. God's Girls Beauty Secrets. God's Girl's Friends to the End and God's Girl's Talk About Guys, Virtue, and Marriage are just three of the titles available. Remember God's Girl, you are loved by Jesus and he has amazing plans for your life. You can purchase God's Girl's Bible Studies at Amazon.com and PowerlineProd.com Powerline Productions Being world changers, raising world changers. Been listening to Finish Well Radio on the Ultimate Radio Network. Now back to your host, Meredith Curtis.
1: Hi, welcome back. We're talking about college success. And I want to encourage you that one of the reasons God has you in college is to make disciples. And one of the things that you will notice is that when you, if you talk to like 20 people in your church and say, Hey, when did you become a Christian? A lot of them became a Christian in college because college is a time when just as they're undermining faith and, you know, saying, no, 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 people are really questioning. Well, is this true? Is there no God? Many Christians are falling away like flies because they hear their professors saying things against God. Sometimes they just need to hear one person speak up. So don't be intimidated. Walk in your authority in Christ. Raise your hand and share something. And if the professor zings you and gives you a question you can't answer, say, I don't know the answer to that question, but I would be happy to research that a little and get back to you. If the professor is rude to you, be polite to him or her. Always, always, always. And think about the gospel first and everything else second, because people come to Christ because they hear about Jesus. They hear about the grace that he has. They hear about the love that took him to the cross. And they don't always get the other things until they get the gospel and they're transformed by the gospel. Remember that all your professors and all of the students around you, unless they're born again Christians, are broken sinners. And for all their pride and their, oh, I'm, I'm so great, you know, they're just broken sinners. They've got heartaches. They've got sin in their life that they're in bondage to win them over. C.S. Lewis said, start from their side and lead to yours. So live your faith well and respect others. So what C.S. Lewis is meaning is find something that you can agree on. I agree that poverty is a problem in the United States. I don't agree, though, that the way to overcome poverty is to increase government spending because This is the track record that the government has, that as government spending has increased, poverty has just percentage-wise gone through the roof. It doesn't help poverty. I think there's another solution. And here's some ideas that I have. Now, that is not saying, oh, you're wrong, you're stupid. It's just sharing your ideas in a really respectful way. Pray for those who will be in your class. I've done this every single semester that I was in school. I would pray for the people who would be in my class, and I would pray for my professors, and I would pray for open doors. And I had the most unusual open doors. One nursing class I had, they said, pair up with someone and ask them three questions. So I was looking around, who should I ask to pair up? But then this girl came up to me, and she said, can you be my partner? And I was like, okay. She said, I have three questions and they were all about my faith in Jesus. I didn't even know she knew I was a Christian. And she said, I wanted to get you because I have all these questions that I want to ask you. And I thought, wow, God just opened that door. But I had covered my classes with prayer. So the Lord did open doors. Outside the classroom, be intentional with relationships for evangelism. Don't fall into relationships with unbelievers. If you're going to build a relationship with an unbeliever, let it be because you want to win them to Christ. Sit with new people at lunch and share the gospel. My husband used to go into the commuter dining hall and he would ask the Lord who he should sit with. And then he would sit with that person and share the gospel with them. Pursue with love, serve, text, pray for them, invite them to coffee or lunch, join groups specifically to evangelize. Learn to turn the conversation to Jesus and ask questions people love to talk about themselves one of the things i like to do when my kids are in high school is role play how to turn the conversation to jesus because if you are living for christ your light will shine so brightly on a college campus that people literally will ask you questions but in case they don't you want to learn to say oh you know i used to feel the way you did and jesus really changed my heart toward people and i was able to forgive them Really? You were able to forgive them? Yeah, it was amazing because I used to be such a bitter person. But when Jesus got a hold of my life, he taught me to forgive. Oh, wow. Well, how did Jesus get a hold of your life? I'm glad you asked. And then you share the gospel. Learn a basic gospel presentation or two and get comfortable with them. Example, I used a gospel presentation from Will The first point was God. God is holy and God is loving. The second point was man, that man is sinful. And as much as God loves man, man is the enemy of God and can't be in a right relationship with him because of his sin. The third was all about Jesus, his perfect life, his death, his resurrection. And how the cross made peace between people and God if they choose to accept the free gift of salvation. And the fourth point was, what do you want to do? Do you want to accept Christ? Do you want to not accept him? Do you want to reject him right now or accept his free gift of eternal life? Anyway, that's the gospel outline that I used a lot in college. Start right now. Be the person that you want to be when you're in college. If you're in high school right now and you're listening to this and you say, yeah, I want to impact my college campus but right now you don't even talk to anyone about Jesus, start talking to people about Jesus now. Start learning about academic success now. Start scheduling and working hard and building some good habits in. And remember, God will be with you every step of the way. You don't have to give up. Even if you get a really bad grade on a test like I did or have a very overwhelming junior year academically like I did, God can help you at every turn. And I know that he has fellowship for you. He has good Christian friends at your campus. You just have to ask him to show you who they are. And he has people that he wants you to talk about him with. So may God be with you. And I hope you enjoy true success at college.
0: Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first and third Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.